Next on BYU Sports Nation, you get one shot, one opportunity to bring one player back. Who you got? John Beck weighs in on Bronson Kufusi, Tanner Mangum, and the regular season finale with Utah State. Plus, Spencer Linton live from the Marriott Center. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Hello, BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, November 24th. I'm Jerem Jordan, alongside Justin Bieber's American BYU fan club rep, Brian Logan. Holla at your boy, uh, Mr. President, you can call me President of Justin Bieber's fan club. Okay, now I learned something this morning. You have tickets to Justin Bieber's concert. I do, man. I'm so excited! <laughs> and I just can't hide When is it? March? Wait. April? It's April. Uh, okay, April so 16th. six, under Seven six months PM, away? Uh, Mountain Standard Time. What time are you showing up? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be there like at four, man. You know, I'm going to do some tailgating before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to listen to some, some tailgating tunes. tailgating for Justin I'm going to put some lawn chairs out, listen to some tunes, uh, get some Kool-Aid, you know, have some some gushers out, you know. Wave a Canadian flag while you're at it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Oh, Canada. It's going to be a fun game. Sp- speaking of O Canada, we're kicking off a huge day of sports today on BYU TV. Alexa Gray is going to be the... Uh, you know, shown tonight in women's volleyball, but it starts with BYU Sports Nation right now. Women's basketball is live on BYU TV right after this. Early 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time game uh, on BYU TV. We're showing live pictures inside the Marriott Center of the teams warming up. BYU and Utah State kicks off rivalry week. So 1 p.m. Eastern time right after this. Women's hoops. And then Super Tuesday kicks off. The rear of BYU Sports Nation is 6. 7 to 8 is the... Half an hour of Inside BYU Football last week, the new edition this week, and then after further review at 8, and then at 9 Eastern, Women's Volleyball Senior Night, final regular season game. We're looking at the Smithfield House on TV right now. Uh, Alexa Gray, speaking of Canada, her final game as a Cougar in the regular season. BYU with a good chance of hosting a couple of matches in the NCAA tournament. So it's a huge day. And Brian Logan, you are going to be featured on three hours of that, the programming. Rebroadcast. From BYUSN oh, and after the rebrand, like wait a minute, you're like what other show? Wait, am I on? wait no, nobody told me this. I'm gonna go to the volleyball game too. It's gonna be good. I just, I just texted, texted it, my wife, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Logan. Hi, I love you. Um, she wants to go too, so I'm gonna need some tickets, Jerem. It's against Pepperdine. We'll figure that out later. Okay, it's cool. against Pepperdine, uh, and if BYU wins the match, they get the outright West Coast Conference title, nice. which, is, which is a big. You think deal. if I show my football pass, I'll be good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, hey, I know, I know Spencer Linton. Hey, I'm doing the, <laughs> and let you hey, I'm doing the, uh, the game. I dare today. a fan to try and get into the volleyball match. Do that. Hey, hey, I know Spencer Linton. I know, that, say, I know that guy. Who? No, they won't say that. They know who Spencer Linton is. Everybody let's, knows Spencer. Let's get to today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. News from BYU football practice. Manila Pikula, senior linebacker, still has some work to do to play Saturday against Utah State. Not sure why he's not playing, but hopefully he can play. A good player for the Cougars. Also, Riley Burt will get more carries since Adam Hine isn't as healthy as originally thought with that high ankle sprain. Yeah, sad for Adam, but uh and I just got an email. Excited to see right yeah, to see Riley get some I more action. Though. It's all right, cool. I appreciate that. I should mute my phone. Uh Utah State head coach Matt Wells had this to say about Bronson Kofosi at his press conference yesterday. The guy's a modern day Goliath. I mean, 
y'all don't walk out there and see him in pregame, y'all be scared. I mean, he is humongous, and he's athletic. That's got to be what Goliath looked like back in the day. Y'all be scared. Y'all be scared. Y'all be scared. The only thing missing from that was scared. Scared. Y'all, y'all be, scared. be scared. You better go to church, coach. Yeah. Logan's speech? No, he he was – he's saying what I think a lot of people think about Bronson Fusco right now. Yeah. A modern-day Goliath. The only the only problem I have is that analogy. Everyone remembers what happened to Goliath later. Yeah, and I mean – So, no, so yes, but no. The description right? kind of comes across like – I mean, I would I – would, take that in a negative way if I was Bronson. Not because the fact of how it happened. But and it's a compliment the, the, from Matt Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a compliment, but I mean, Goliath was kind of made into like this ugly, ugly figure, you know, person. And <laughs> so Bronson is way more handsome, I think. Bronson than, is than handsome. What, yes, yeah. he is. He's Absolutely. more handsomer than uh, Goliath. My handsome is more handsome than your handsome. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know how to transition <laughs> out of that. Women's basketball game day, as mentioned, BYU hosts Utah State. Top of the hour live on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We will talk to Spencer Linton live from the Merritt Center. He's going to call women's basketball and women's volleyball today. Yeah, and like we mentioned earlier, 11th-ranked women's volleyball has senior night tonight in the final regular season game of the season against Pepperdine. Watch it live at 9 Eastern. Go and support uh, the seniors. You can watch that on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And don't forget Alexa Gray, the WCC Player of the Week, for the third week in a row. With that in mind, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's a What If Tuesday. Saturday, it was sad to see the final home game for those seniors, right? Bronson Kafusi, even Taysom Hill was honored. He can come back and get that ceremony again next year if he wants. True. Among the 17 players who played their final game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Or did they? Hmm. In the spirit of the possible return of one Taysom Hill, what if a player from this year's team returns for next year? Which is today's Twitter question, Brian. If you could have a player back next year from this year's BYU team, not anybody from 2009 to 2010, who would it be? Mm. Who would it be? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Hobosita. Bronson Kafusi. And anyone who says anything else is a liar and a fraud. <laughs> He's playing well. Well there. And that is a popular answer. So let's answer this. Use hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. Mine's easy. Taysom Hill. I'm on the please return to BYU Taysom Hill bandwagon. 10th in BYU history in rushing yards. 13th in passing yards. We haven't seen a quarterback like him in the history of BYU football. He's the only real Heisman candidate that BYU's produced since Staley and Doman in 2001. BYU's had some good players, but you talk about Heisman candidates. Taysom Hill, he was killing it against Nebraska. I really think that he would have had a fantastic year, and the season would be a little different from BYU. But all that aside, BYU's got a really, really tough schedule next year. This year's schedule did not turn out. Those teams did not turn out to be as good as maybe we thought. Michigan was better, but all the other teams were either equal to or worse than what they had been the last couple well, of years. What about BYU Tan- needs— What about Tanner, though? Be, you figure that out. You really do. What you you figure get, it out what? later. What you, how, figure, how you going, what you going to do with him? Just you, redshirt him or what? You can try just, and redshirt him. Just have him as the backup. Listen. Tanner, thank o- you for your miracles. Now step aside. Brian, has Ohio State Let the man. and Baylor and Notre Dame not proven that you need multiple quarterbacks to compete at the elite level of college football? Ohio State, yeah. And that is BYU's goal, is to compete at the highest level. What's the schedule like next year? Let's say BYU only has two losses in the regular season from that. New Year's Six would be a possibility with that kind of schedule. You need both. So Taysom Hill, he's my answer for this. 
Okay, so wait, do you when you say both, do you you're saying having Tanner just as a backup? Yes. I would like this. Yes, I would like he's a what, if you, what if you use Taysom as like a Tim Tebow type of a guy? He's too good not to use him full time. Okay, you can put him in the running. But he's you can gonna get back. hurt. That's the risk everyone plays. Double in reverse passes. If he gets hurt, you use Tanner Mangum. As long as Tanner Mangum would be cool with it. Because listen, I get the sense that T- Taysom Hill coming back to BYU is a lot more probable than maybe we originally thought a few months ago. I don't know. Yeah. He has yet to declare. We'll see what he says. But I want him back. He's such a unique athlete. Why wouldn't you want that? T- Tanner Mangum's the quarterback of the future. That's for sure. But why not just see what you can get out of it with Taysom Hill? And Tanner Mangum's right there ready. Jim McMahon okay. redshirted his sophomore year and then became an All-American quarterback. You can do that. You can do that. You can do anything. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. What's well, you have, you, have, you have a lot of people uh, that want Bronson, a lot of people like yourself uh, that want Taysom, but everybody forgot about this one kid, man. This, this one kid that I have been in love with since day one, uh, and that leads us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jamal Williams, Mr. Swag. Daddy himself, swagoo, swagtastic, swagmatic, swaggerific. Jamal Williams wow. has 2,526 career rushing yards, sixth most in Brigham Young history. History, you my did, friend. You just threw a huge curveball. I did. I did. Everybody forgot about Jamal. And this is why I would choose Jamal is because ta- you have a, a good – developing quarterback in Tanner. He's definitely getting better. He's progressing. And he would only be that much better if he had a stronger running game. And I think that Jamal, given his stats and what he's done, can do just that. Now, with Taysom there, you kind of already have that rushing game. You, ha- you have a thrower. He's, he got, he's getting better. He got better, right? We can all say that. Um, but he he brings the, the running game there. If if you have Jamal, you don't have to worry about having a dual threat quarterback. And so Jamal Good point. can, I think, make the the entire offense better, but will also make Tanner better. If you look at some of the games that that they lost this year, if BYU had a stronger running game, there's there's W's, man. There's no more losses. So Jamal Williams is who. I would have back. Now, this brings up an interesting point. Um, who makes the bigger difference? Like Taysom Hill without a, without a Jamal Williams in those running backs? Or a Tanner Mangum with a Jamal? Which is an interesting conversation. I, I, I like Jamal as a, as a pick because all of a sudden, you look at 2016 and, and against Arizona, and a year ago, we never thought that you could have Taysom Hill handing the ball off to Jamal. That's in right. the University of Phoenix. They're both going to be gone. Plus yeah. having Tanner Mangum, plus having Squally Canada, and Nick Kurtz. Ooh, I didn't even think about about the rest of the weapons. There could be a lot, a lot, a lot of weapons there. It's just like if you're going to war and you just like, maybe you use one weapon, you're like, eh, that was okay. Let me go back to, let me go, let me go back and choose my, go go back and choose something else. Yeah, it's it's nice to have options, right? Now, the key to this whole thing for Taysom Hill would be, is Tanner Mangum okay with him? And that and that is a uh, that is a question that is yet to be addressed and won't be addressed unless Taysom Hill decides, hey, I want to come back. Then Bronco Mendenhall last week told us, then that conversation would happen. But next year, BYU's running backs will be 
loaded because we expect yeah. Jamal Williams to return. They're be deep. Squally Canada is really good. Squally. And then you return Algernon Brown and Francis Bernard. Francis Bernard could be the fourth option next year. Are you serious? Riley Burt? You know what? David, emerging David, young David back? Nixon's bold prediction is that Francis Bernard moves to linebacker. Interesting. Mm, sorry, David. I didn't, give you, I didn't give you a chance to tweet that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you just long. jumped? You just jumped David on I, that thought? I did, man. I did. That, I, but that's, that's interesting, though, right? We saw that with a couple others. Har- in the, Harvey Longy went from running back to linebacker. Why yep. couldn't a Francis Bernard? Yeah. If you have too many good options there. Now, do you need a Francis Bernard, potentially, though, after Algernon Brown? After, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're looking two down, years down the road. Let's just look right in front of us. Let's just look right at Utah State, for goodness sake. But we're not. It's a Tuesday. Game's on Saturday. We can chat about whatever. On a Tuesday. The Twitter question. If you could have <laughs> a player back next year from this year's BYU team, who would it be? Let's get to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Use the hashtag BYUSN. At Twig Earstone. Kafusi would be nice. Also put in a vote for Sampson. Trevor Sampson. Okay. Remember when we had to hold our breath for every field goal? Mm. It has been nice to have that consistency. Yeah. But but he's missed. I don't. Last... Yeah. Well, he's missed a couple of PATs. I don't think. I, he, I'm not I don't worried think, about that. I don't think he should be an option. Kicker shouldn't be an option. <laughs> Here we go. To come back. Here we go. What? Let's keep going. I'm just saying. And at Mama MJG Peck, think how many more positions he could play if he had another season. I bet he can kick the ball in the end zone. <laughs> no, I and don't he has, think so. He has as many touchdown passes as the guy that you would have back. Really? What do you think about really? that? You're what do you think about that? Run That's t- why you bring Jamal back. Run until that, homeboy. <laughs> That's homeboy. why you bring Jamal back right there. Seriously, you're gonna yes. you're gonna put the. 4,200 yards of total offense 40, in 2013. Man, guy up to look, one throw. What matters? Touchdown passes or yards? You can go. You can drive 99 yards, but if you fumble the ball, you don't get in the end zone. I can't, I can't. I can't. No work points. In this environment. No points. You don't win. I can't. You don't work. win. You don't go to bowl games. You don't go to bowl games. You don't get any. I can't any work love. in this irrational environment. John Beck is up next. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Conversation continuing on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Women's basketball versus Utah State coming up next at 1 p.m. Eastern. Do not touch the dial. Stay tuned. Yeah, just stay here. That's coming up next with Spencer Linton, who we will talk with. Uh, in about 15 minutes. If you could have a player back next year from this year's BYU football team, who would it be in the spirit of Taysom Hill's possible return? At Toby Mack. For a bunch of re- Mitch Matthews for a bunch of reasons, but mainly so his mom can help BYU win Halloween three years in a row. <laughs> Hilarious. At first, I, you know, when I saw that Mitch Matthews tweet, I thought maybe Toby Mack was like an undercover Spencer Linton, like a second you know, like a second That's a pseudonym. It's a second. Toby Mac. <laughs> is it no well, I thought maybe he like created Sounds like a country maybe, singer. Maybe he created Toby another Keith, uh Twitter Khalil handle Mac. to help, you know, to go undercover. Yeah. You know, you know a how, fake Twitter. Yeah, fake Twitter. You know, he has I, little, little I don't know if Spencer does. Who knows? Mm, maybe mm, he tweets it himself. Mm, I don't he know. may or may not. At BYU Forever. Taysom Hill, that is all I want for Christmas this year. Hmm. I think a lot of people would give up all their Christmas presents if Taysom Hill came back to Jamal. Jamal Williams. <laughs> LeBron James. LeBron James. Let's bring in John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. John, how you doing today? Good, guys. Good. Uh, so you don't like the Twitter pick that we're sending out is uh, what I gather from Twitter? <laughs> that is like the pick 
that I least like that somehow I cannot escape. <laughs> like, you know when you're out at dinner and you, like, are with friends or something, and they're like, dude, you have to see what I just found. 99% of the time, they've somehow come across that pic, and they think it's hilarious, and I'm like, can I please escape that mullet pick. What 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 were you thinking or doing during that picture? What was going on? Why do you have that face? I mean, it looks like I'm smelling something bad. That's what it looks like. <laughs> that helps, I right? Don't. A mullet with that face. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I'm 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 glad I did the mullet. Since I was a little kid, I wanted a mullet. I can never have a mullet again because of all the pictures that are out there. But I'm glad <laughs> I did it. Listen, that that uh, David Nixon Brian Keel pick is worse. Okay. Ooh, the d- right? Yeah. Do you know what picture I'm talking about? They're- I do. They're like they're like laying down next to yes. each other, like a BYU photo day, right? Yeah, yes. Pretty bad. And then, and then there's Dennis Pitta and Max Hall and Austin Collie. Like, I yeah, that. that's the one that I get those guys with yeah. always. If ever there's anything, like Dennis, I'm sure just loves that you guys put that picture up of me today. I'm probably gonna get a text, <laughs> and all I gotta do is say, "Well, that's okay. At least I don't have this picture out of me," <laughs> and it's that one of them. Dennis will be on the show tomorrow, so I guarantee we'll show that picture uh, okay. as well. That'll be fun. Okay, we've been talking about this in the spirit of Taysom Hill's possible return. If you could have a player back next year from this year's BYU team, who would it be? I said Taysom Hill. Brian threw a curveball with Jamal Williams, although we do expect him to return next year. What's your answer to this question? You know, that's tough because I can see reasons for some other guys as well, like Bronson. Um, to have somebody like that, that dominant on defense, it's a quarterback's best friend. It's, you know, to, to know that he's going to go out there and just dominate and he's going to give you some sack yardage, that's great. I also think of guys like Mitch Matthews this entire year. I've seen that guy pull down throws that were just being thrown because it's Mitch. And we see it all the time of just Tanner trusting I got a guy 6'6 that I know is going to go up and make a play, and he's done it time and time again. But in my final answer, I'm going to add something to it, and I'm going with you, Brian. I think if I can have somebody back next year that I know is going to stay healthy for all 13 games, that's what I want to add to it. Mm. I'm going with Jamal because I think, I think this guy's a special player. And I think that having him in the lineup Every single game changes things. If we would have him this year, it would add a whole other dimension. And I remember watching him as a 17-year-old freshman, and I was impressed knowing if this is where he's at at 17, where is he going to be able to be four years from now? So I want to see that guy be able to play 13 games next year because I think he's a special player. Well, well, you know, you, I think you might have answered my next question because it's interesting you brought up Mitch Matthews. I was going to ask you as a quarterback, would you rather have somebody in the backfield that can alleviate the pressure um, by you not really doing much, right? Just hand the ball off? Or would you rather have a, a, an outlet, somebody that you can go to uh, in passing situations, crucial situations, um, by having a receiver like Mitch Matthews? That's a great question. And, that's a, and there's a question that does not have a perfect answer or one that can answer the same all the time because I know what it's like to have a dynamic athlete behind me in the running back. Uh, and it's it does alleviate because when you can hand the ball off and he can punch seven, eight yards and now leave you a third and two, or on third and two to three, you just turn the hand it off and now he gets the first down, that's huge. I was fortunate to play with somebody that was dynamic out of the backfield and catching the ball as well in Curtis Brown. That was so huge to have somebody like that that I could count on. But I will say this, on the days that the running game is not working, because the running game is not just about the running back, you have to have a line. Mm. It does not matter how good he is. If you don't have a line, you don't have a running back. So on days when the running game is not working, the lines have some trouble. 
having somebody like Mitch, you have to have that. So it, the answer can go both ways, and I see reasons for both. Um, and it's just kind of the flavor of the day. If, I, if my running game's working, give me my dynamic runner. If my running game's not working, I have to have a receiver that I know I can go to, man coverage, or he's got a guy on him, and just give him a chance, and he's going to come down with it. Well, and this, and this makes maybe Jaron's point. I can't believe I'm agreeing with this. But to have uh, uh, Taysom back if the running game isn't working – and, uh, and and let's say you do have a lead pass uh, or receiver, maybe you don't, but the running game isn't working, you can still take the running game into your own hands, right, by, by, by running the ball. And, John, and John, you, you prefaced your uh, answer with that I think, you know, we'll stay healthy 13 games. Do you have hesitation in this hypothetical situation because of Taysom Hill's injury history? No, here's my thing, and here's why. I didn't say Taysom because I want what's best for Taysom. I know him too well, and, you know, I, I know Cougar Nation wants to have Taysom back. But I have an opportunity to be around some of the best athletes there is in football for, you know, a long time I've been doing this. And I also get a chance to be around a lot of quarterbacks. Taysom is so special with the abilities that he has. I want what's best for Taysom. And, you know, who knows if coming back to BYU is going to be the best thing for Taysom? Who knows if playing football is going to be the best thing for Taysom? Football only means so much in life. And I've had this conversation with Taysom before. Like, and, and he's kind of at that point. Um, so maybe playing football is not the best thing for Taysom for the long run. I care about the guy. And I want he, his wife, his family, everybody just to be able to have the best for Taysom because outside of being a special athlete, you get a chance to be around the guy a little bit. He is a special person. So I just want what's best for him. Football, non-football, it don't matter. But I will say this. The last two years I've had an opportunity to be around Tim Tebow a ton. And there's a Heisman Trophy guy. And if i got to pick, do I want to have Tim Tebow or Taysom Hill? I'm picking Taysom Hill. And it's no knock to Tim because I really like Tim as a guy. I really like him. He's a great worker and everything. But I think that Taysom has more than Tim. And Tim was a Heisman Trophy winner. Do you think that it's best for Taysom Hill to play next year? If he if he if he asked you, and maybe he has, uh, what's your answer there? Oh, you know that's so hard to say because for a long time in my life, the huge part of me was do anything and everything for football, and I tried everything and everything for football. And you know what my my experience has taught me. You know, sometimes there's just stuff out of your control, and. Ultimately, football is not life. And I know that BYU football fans get frustrated every time that Bronco Mendenhall mentions that football is like three or four. Five, actually. Because they come to me. You know, I'll be out at these events, and I meet these donors, and they're like, why in the crap is Bronco Mendenhall telling everybody that football is four? Well, guess what? Because that guy has experienced enough things that he knows what is the most important thing in life. We are BYU. What, what is BYU? BYU is that there is more important things in life than football. Yep. Right, so we have to stay that. We have to keep that. That's who we are as a people, and I love that about Bronco. And I think the same for Taysom. What Taysom? I don't know what's going to be best for you. I don't know what the doctors are going to say. I would love to see him play more football. He's a talented enough player to do to be a Heisman Trophy winner. He's a talented enough player to play on Sundays. I'd love to see him do that. But at the same time, I also know you can sacrifice everything, give up all kinds of stuff, work your living tail off, believe, be confident, all that stuff. There's no guarantee. There's just no guarantee that it's going to work out. But what you can guarantee is that you can have a family, be the best father you can be, the best husband you can be, 
there's a lot of things. Okay, so man, you kind of got my my I'm my, I'm going right now. Preach, like, I'm preach, brother. Up right now, yeah, <laughs> preach, brother. Going. John Beck is on BYU Sports Nation. A lot of a lot of this conversation, um, you know, depends on Tanner Mangum too, and it's an interesting one because BYU is in a situation where you do have overlap, uh, like in the past, where BYU's had good quarterbacks, and it's been nice to hand the torch off to one and then have another good one. So Tanner Mangum is now 222 yards away from 3,000. What will it mean Saturday when he most likely uh, gets that and gets to 3,000 to have the first freshman quarterback in BYU history with 3,000 passing yards in a season? I just think it's a huge accomplishment, um, not only for Tanner, but for the program as well. To, uh, for him to be prepared enough to be able to just come off of a mission and in a few months perform the way that he's playing, the preparation that he must have had coming into this situation prepared him very well. So it goes to show the work that Tanner put in before he got to BYU and the type of player that he is. Also, I think it goes to show where the program's at. To take a freshman where you weren't building your offseason around Tanner, you were building your season around Taysom. So all the stuff that you're doing from an offensive standpoint was built for Taysom. And then all of a sudden, like that, that guy's gone. So think of the overhaul or the editing, the cutting out, the, what they had to do to the offense to say, man, all the work that we put in to make this Taysom's offense, now he's not the guy. We now need to cut and edit this thing to make it fit our young guy. And how well do they know their young guy? They had him for, what, a, a, a month in training camp? You know, it's not like they had him a whole offseason and say, what does this guy do well? well? Like, how can we work with him? What's this and that? They had to just fly by the seat of their pants for a few weeks, I would imagine, and say, all right, guys, let's just let's keep it simple. Let's not ask this guy to do too much. And I think that was smart. So I think the program, the coaches, uh, to plug in Tanner with the experience that he had and where he was at and to put together what could be a 10-win season, I think it's a combination of so many things. But it is great. It just goes to show when a guy is prepared like Tanner's been prepared, when he's that type of player, and when the coaches and the players around him can get things done right, this is what can happen. You can take a freshman and have an amazing accomplishment like 3,000 yards. Absolutely. John, great stuff as always. We appreciate the time. We'll see what we can do about that mullet pick, and we will give Ben. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys give me one other favor. I hope you didn't already do it. Don't go throwing up a thing on Twitter about John Beck says that Taysom is better than Tim because guess what phone call I'm going to get? I'm going to get Tim being like, what are you doing, bro? You throw me under the bus because, hey, listen, Tim's great. When, we, when he and I were out of football for 2013, we played pickup football games up at USC all the time. He was the quarterback of one team. I was the quarterback of the other team. So he's a good friend. I don't need a phone call from Tim being like, you throw me under the bus for your boy Taysom because that's exactly what he would do. So, hey. We leave it on BYU TV. They got to tune into BYU TV to see my statement. Uh, I a, fan, a fan can tweet it out. Yeah, we didn't even bring up Tim. That's you, you did, John. That's true. We we may get a fan <laughs> off the street and tell him to tweet it, and they and then it's not on us. So I yeah. still stand by it, though. <laughs> I found both of them. Taysom's a stud. <laughs> They're both fantastic, John. We appreciate the time. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll see you. John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Yeah, it's too late. BYU Sports Nation already tweeted yeah, at that. Right. <laughs> As he says that, I looked down and said, yep, yep it's out there. Yep, there you go. Man, he, he got We didn't bring up Tim. He got me fired up, man. He, I, was, I, I, t- I got my phone. I texted text my wife. I said, hey, I, I love you, baby. Well, he was talking about, you know, family yes. and other things. And, and he said fourth. Football is fifth is the statement uh, from Rock Menhall. So even, even further down that line. Coming up, Gordon Eakin from BYU Softball. But first, Spencer Linton live from the Marriott Center. 
BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Tonight is Super Tuesday at 6 Eastern. Watch the rebroadcast of BYU Sports Nation. At 7 Eastern, watch last week's Inside BYU Football. Then at 7.30 Eastern, watch the Salute to the Seniors. At 8 Eastern, watch After Further Review. Then at 9, it's Senior Night for the women's volleyball team against Pepperdine. It's Super Tuesday. And it's a fantastic Tuesday because part two of this is the women's basketball game live on BYU TV coming up at the top of the hour. We go now live to the Marriott Center with Spencer Linton getting ready to call that and volleyball tonight. Spencer, what's up, man? I'm just uh, taking in the sights and scenery of 2,500-plus elementary students in the Marriott Center. Taylor Swift playing, and they're all singing along. It's an unbelievable scene. Jason Shepard was out at center court, like, pumping up the crowd. I saw taking, taking a video. <laughs> it was Unbelievable. But, yeah, the power of Taylor Swift to unite 2,500-plus did, did you decide teams. that uh, that music, you didn't choose Justin Bieber, man? Oh, Swift versus Bieber. Oh, uh, are we really going there already, Brian? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's already been brought in. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Nobody holds a candle to T-Swift. Just oh, ask Hannah Mango. Let's discuss it later. Hashtag Kanye. Okay. All G- right. Give us <laughs> a right. preview of BYU versus Utah State and women's hoops before yeah. we get to uh, – Something else. Yeah, BYU only has three home games in non-conference play. And so this is game number two. They handled Utah Valley, went on the road, got throttled by Oklahoma, a good ranked team, and then dropped a tough game against Colorado State. So this is an important game for BYU because it's one of a few at home. They need to take care of business against Utah State, an in-state rival. The Aggies are 2-1, and one, BYU at 1-2. and two. So this is kind of a turning point game for both. And uh, if you haven't seen Lexi Eaton Rydalch play, ESPN listed her as one of five players you should go out of your way to watch play this year in women's college basketball. BYU has her for the entire year. This is her senior season. So Lexi Eaton Rydalch put up 29 points, had 11 rebounds in that last loss to Colorado State. She's an exciting player, and uh, we expect big things from her today. Dude, snag me one of those warm ups. With you, Sailor Cook, legit Sailor Cook? with the with the blue uh, okay. sleeves, I love it. I want I think, one too. I'm I think dead we serious. Have an in, we have an in with Jeff Judkins, right? Yeah, we should be able to make that happen. Yeah, I, yeah, I really want yeah, one. Pass, pass me one do. too. That's coming up no, at the top you of the like hour. Justin Bieber. <laughs> All right, I won't like him for like 10, 10 minutes. <laughs> Why you get one? <laughs> okay. All right, let's get to big deal, no deal with you. Here we go. Big deal, no deal. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years, sponsors this segment. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations, number one. Big deal, no deal. Matt Wells says Bronson is the equivalent of a modern-day Goliath. Spencer. I say this is no deal because it's, you know, it's hyperbole. He's... He, he's doing a good a good trick that head coaches use. And that's like painting the opposing uh, team as like this amazing, unstoppable force. Matt Wells has a game plan to try and stop Bronson Kafusi. Yes, he's complimentary. But I say no deal because Matt Wells 100% believes when he's on the field that they can beat BYU. I'm going to say big deal, but because and, – and the only reason why is because I'm trying to not agree with Spencer because he is a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> oh, my goodness. To you, Jeremy. I go big deal. Literally, Bronson is a big deal. He's big. Number two. Big deal, no deal. ESPN com- a columnist for ESPN says BYU and Notre Dame need to create a de facto independent championship game. What do you think, Spencer? I say this is a big deal because it just creates conversation. It just gets people thinking about things. And if it's a national writer for ESPN, the magazine, why not throw it out there? It's a big deal because somebody else besides BYU is thinking about it. Big deal for me. 
Yeah, I agree with Spencer. Uh, big deal. I would love to see a game like that. I think it could maybe spark um, other conversations and, and other opportunities uh, for spotlighting independent teams. Yeah, the fire hasn't really started on this, so no deal. I, I, am, I love the idea. I think it'd be awesome, but it's not a big deal quite yet. It's a big deal if a lot of people are talking about it more often. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Brian Logan may or may not have purchased lower bowl Justin Bieber tickets. Now, we already established oh. that he, in fact, did. So the may or may not is thrown out. He just did. What do you think? Big deal, no deal. Brian, this is a big deal because you're wasting your money. <laughs> he got a discount, though. What? <laughs> Look, I respect that you like Justin Bieber, but it's not worth dropping 200 plus. A ticket on lower bowl seats, man. Had he had he dropped two hundred, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, first of all, I, this is a huge deal because I got <laughs> to choose about an hour before the public did, and I got a discount, my brother. <laughs> well worth it. Big deal. I go, I go. Uh, big deal. If you can get a discount to uh, you know one of the premier concerts, you know out there, yeah. Big deal. Premier. Number four. Elite. Big deal, no deal. <laughs> Game time temperature in Logan on Saturday expected to be a high of 35 degrees. And, Spencer, you'll be there, so what do yeah, you think? This is a big deal for me because it's going to be freezing. It's going to be – if it's windy, it's oh, it's the worst in Logan. But for you, you and Brian sitting in the comforts of BYU broadcast, this is no deal. You're warm. You drink your hot chocolate, kick your feet up, watch the game. There's no deal for you. Big deal for me because I'm going to be on sideline with Ben Bagley. So, yeah, for us, it's going to be cold. Yeah, no deal, man. I'm about to be chilling. I'm not about to be frosty, the black man, this week. Nope. I'm about to be nice and warm, chilling with my brother from another Jerem. Yeah, no deal. (laughs) Yeah, no deal. You don't need hot chocolate when you're warm already. Spencer, Mm -mm. have a great call. I will see you in about 22 minutes and 10 seconds on BYU TV with BYU Women's Hoops uh, against Utah State. Can I just say that I feel like Chris Farley in Billy Madison? <laughs> no yelling on the bus! <laughs> you can act like you have lice, too, with the uh, flower in your hair. I'll turn this bus right Back to school. All right, Spencer, have a great call, man. You got it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I, I love hearing bad blood in the background and, and 2,000 kids chanting right. and Jason Shepard Riling them up. That's the only song I like. Is bad blood. <laughs> no, you got bad blood. Me and Spencer, I got bad blood yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, big deal, no deal. Presented by Brady Solutions, Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question today: If you could have a player back next year from this year's BYU team, who would it be? Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Coming up, BYU softball coach Gordon Eakin on his 2016 schedule, and new signees, this is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation live, the rebroadcast is weeknights at 6 Eastern time on BYU TV. Tonight, watch the BYU Women's Volleyball Senior Night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Or if you are in the area, come down and support. I will be there. As you said, uh, Saturday. Grab your kids, grab your wife, grab your kids, get down grab your and support wife. the Cougars. Go into the get, get get your get your family into the van of ten. And you're just uh, assuming and, and there's a van. Back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's it, yeah. our Twitter question: If you could have a player back <laughs> next year from this year's BYU football team, who would it be? 
at CL underscore living. It's Hilda Blackman in the end zone for yet another TD hmm. to try yet, and get Devon Blackman yet a touchdown. So I think TD. the answer is Blackman. Yeah. And Hill there. Another TD. Use the hashtag BYU. They're assuming that many TDs. Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, because he yeah. didn't score yet. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's bring in head, uh, head softball coach Gordon Eakin of the BYU Cougars. Gordon, welcome back to Studio B, brother. Thank you. A uh, lot going on with softball, oddly enough, in November. You sign five. We'll talk about those in a minute. And then you release your 2016 schedule, which is always extremely tough. If, if you're unfamiliar with softball but you know football, I'm just going to read some of the names on here. Wisconsin, Tennessee, Notre Dame, Boise State, Stanford, UCLA, Missouri, Arizona, Oklahoma, Texas. And the, those are just from the football perspective. You always play a really tough schedule. What's, what's it like putting that together? Well, I think this year is probably our most aggressive schedule, first of all. And those schools that you, you read, they, are, um, they have the same tradition as football. They're extremely talented, and they're going to be a, a nice test for us. So we're excited about that schedule, and we've purposely put together that schedule because our team is at that level now, and, and that's where we want to compete. Is this to, to prepare yourself for a super regional? I know you guys are really good at getting to the regional. You almost up the ante, I guess, at some point. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've been developing over the years, and I think we finally arrived to where we believe we can play with anybody at any time. And and our goal is not just a super regional; it's the College World Series. So, go. to get there, you got to play those teams that you're gonna you're gonna have to go through or meet there, and that's that's our intention, and that's what we're doing. Coach, what what's the the creation process like when you are putting together a schedule like this? Well, first of all, you you, you kind of have to think about the fact that we practice inside, you know, all of uh, January, December, sometimes November. Although the weather's been very favorable this year, but you you try not to attack it right out of the shoot with your first tournament, going against top ten teams that are getting to practice on the dirt and practice mm-hmm. outside and pitch in their cleats on dirt and so you you try to scale that but at the same time you want to make sure that you play the type of opponents that you want to and sure as uh i'm standing here right out of the shoot our second game of the year we get tennessee and uh, (laughs) so we're gonna have to get ready real quick and maybe practice the night that we get to arizona for that tournament where the next day we get tennessee and it's it's exciting our girls are ready for it Let's step aside from softball for a second and talk about um, Brian Logan and the relationship with the softball team. There was an instance where you had to adjust your practice because of one Brian Logan back in, what, 2010? Maybe yeah, winter 2011, be, I think? Yeah, 2011 would be, yeah. yeah. You mind telling us that story? Yeah. Well, sorry I brought that up earlier. <laughs> I didn't know that would be talked about today, Of course it would. But, uh, of course, uh, you were preparing for pro day or something, working out, getting ready, and the IPF is obviously the place you need to do that, and uh, we recognize the fact that you were doing that, and, and we support football and, and your efforts, and so we, we pretty much moved out of your way and allowed you to do your thing and <laughs> get ready for, for your uh, pro day, and it was a great honor to do that for yeah. you. It, it was exciting. And I, I appreciate that, Coach, and yeah, I ended up having the whole IPF to myself to run the you whole know, 40, IPF to uh, yourself, forties and all. Yeah, you know, and there's co- a crew coach, of what twenty or thirty people that need the facility. Shut it down. He shut it down. He came in and said, "Look, you know, this man is trying to make 
you know, millions of dollars. Let's go ahead and end practice early so this man can train. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Brian, if you make it, you know, please send a donation to the softball team because <laughs> we had a party. Help us get a uh, turf field we can practice on in the ball. I do, I do remember making that comment. And, <laughs> and, uh, and now that you're starring in television, the same thing applies. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. All I'll of a my... sudden, softball is going to have nicer cleats this right. year. All of a sudden. I'll get my checkbook out. So the schedule is certainly challenging, and I, I believe that first game is February 11th. So that's, I, I mean, we're less than three months away from that. But you play a fall schedule as well, fall ball. What do you get out of that? How many games do you play, and what, what does that do for you? Uh, you're allowed eight games in the fall uh, per NCAA rules, and it just allows you to to bring in your new recruits and see how they fit into your system and into your team and see what they're going to bring to the table before you you hit the ground running in February. And then... It's the continued development of of your current team as well with those new pieces added in, and it's really important to us. And we had a great fall, played really well, um, got a chance to have Washington, which is a perennial top twenty team, come to our to Miller Park and play us, and and we were very played very well against them, beat them that day, and uh, shows our our players that they can compete with anybody. And so fall is a developmental time and a, a really important time for us. Coach, you're probably going to give me a coach's answer here, but with this <laughs> with this loaded schedule, what game are you looking forward to the most? If you had to choose one, you're talking to your wife, family, you know, somebody sitting down off air, off the record, what would you say? That's a tough one. You know, I we play so many storied programs and so many good teams that um, it's really hard to just pick one. I I think all of those series that that were mentioned before the Oklahoma, the Texas, the Tennessee. I, I think maybe if I had to answer it with one, it would be Tennessee because we have a we have a yes. great relationship with Ralph and Karen Weekly, the uh, co-head coaches at Tennessee, and they're always very respectful when they play us, even though we try really hard to to beat each other. But right. it's just a great competition and challenge for us. So I think Tennessee would be that answer. I applied. I applied. Coach. That's why I was clapping. I applied. Yeah. You. I answered thought, you? Yeah, you he gave me you. you gave me an answer. I thought you were going to give me, you know, the next game. Wide Mountain versus game. Rocky yeah. Top. That's where he went. That's what he went <laughs> Actually, with. the answer would be the first game we win is the most looked forward to game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you signed five players who will join you, not in 2016, but uh, I believe the 17 uh, season. You want to tell us a little bit about that group? Yeah, we're excited. We had a a successful recruiting effort for the 2016 class and signed five players, um, very talented, two pitchers that uh, in Carissa Veramontes and Arissa Paulson that, that I think can compete at the top level of Division One and give us a chance to, to win at a very high level and will be very nice additions to our staff. Um, we have Lina Suasua from, from East High School that – is a left-handed power player that can catch, play the outfield. Uh, she she can hit the ball hard. She's got, uh, you know, sneaky speed. She's quick. And so we're really looking forward to her adding strength and power and speed to our lineup. Um, Brooke Vanderhyde is out of Alta High School, and she is my kind of player. She She's tough. She's gritty. She refuses to be beat. Left-handed speed player that plays the outfield. And I just really like her grit and her, her determination. And then Riley Jensen is from Idaho, and she she may be the – we have a lot of really good athletes in our program and have had in the past, but Riley may be the the purest athlete we've ever had join us in our program. I really look forward 
to watching Riley play and working with her because the sky's the limit for Riley. At uh, Soto underscore Vic, former BYU football player as well, as you're familiar with. He said, Eakin seems chill. I'd play for him. Well, that's what very do, nice what of do you him. Think? I, yeah, I, I appreciate that comment. If, if there's a, uh, you know, a softball team that maybe Vic could play on with you at some point, maybe we get Vic involved. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know about his game, though. Intramurals? Yeah, yeah. Intramurals would be good, yeah. And I don't do that anymore. I coach. I don't play. So <laughs> he's going to miss that opportunity. But I really appreciate that comment. I don't, re- I don't even know Vic's game, but he's an athlete. I, but I vouch for you, Vic. Vic, you're an athlete, man. He'd be, he'd Speaking be of athletes, yeah. yeah. Vic Soto. He can come down and hit off, hit off of our pitchers. That would, that would be fun. Along I think, with you and Spencer. I think we need to do that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Brian. Yeah. And Brian. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 Let's all go yeah. hang out. Yeah, That'd be fun. Let's do that. And after you're done failing, then I'll pitch to you. <laughs> oh, oh, I went up against Summer <laughs> Tobias uh, a couple years ago. and that Well, it's been a decade next year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and, yeah, I got one foul ball, I think. It's an experience. We should do that. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of pitchers, is uh, McKenna Bull still really good? And getting better. Getting better? You know, yeah, she's had a great fall, and she's working hard. She's... Oftentimes, she's the first one there to pitch and the last one to leave, and she's determined to be great. And I, not only is she very, very good now, I think she's on her way to being great. Nice. Fantastic stuff. Well, congratulations on the signees. The schedule looks, like you said, really challenging. And uh, we have a new flag on our set. Do you mind signing that one? I think you signed the old one. Yes. Can you sign this one as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Thank you. We appreciate it. Gordon Eakin of the BYU softball team. Go ahead and sign it now if you want. Okay. Look forward to those broadcasts as well on BYU TV in the spring. Good stuff. Okay, coming up, the Rise and Shout, the Elite Tweet of the Day, and your tweets as well. If you could have a player back next year from this year's BYU team, who would it be? Use the hashtag BYUSN. I said Taysom Hill. Brian Logan said Jamal Williams. Who you got? We'll be back in a moment. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. News from BYU football practice. Manoa Pakula still has some work to do to play Saturday against Utah State. Also, Riley Burt will get more carries since Adam Hine isn't as healthy as originally thought. Also, Utah State Matt Wells, uh, Utah State head coach Matt Wells, uh, had this to say about Bronson Kufusi at his press conference yesterday. He's a modern-day Goliath. That's got to be what Goliath looked like back in the day, but more handsomer. Women's basketball. Did he have that last part? We'll talk to Matt Wells on the show coming up this week. Women's basketball coming up in five minutes and 44 seconds. Hosts Utah State at the top of the hour, live on BYU TV and BYU Radio with Spencer Linton on the call. Volleyball. 11th-ranked women's volleyball has senior night tonight in the final regular season game of uh, the season against Pepperdine. Uh, watch it live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Uh, Alexa Gray is the WCC Player of the Week for the third week in a row. Brian said that he's going to go to that match tonight, so you can go get Brian Logan's autograph. That's uh, cool. Uh, yep. I will direct you to Spencer. And you're buying Cougar Tales yeah. for yeah, yeah, I got to get tickets first, man. You got to hook me up with some <laughs> tickets. Then I'll be able to go. And then you'll be able to afford the Cougar Tales? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And afford to help softball out like you promised in 2011? Yeah, Coach, I mean, Coach said when I go to ESPN and I don't want to do that. I already turned them down like five times. I was like, no, my oh, wow. dedication wow. is to in. BYU TV, so like, stop calling me or else I'm going to get why'd, my lawyer involved. Why'd you say that? That's weird. Just, yeah. Future mm-hmm. guest Matt Wells, head coach <laughs> of Utah State football, will join us. Also, Dennis Pitta on the show tomorrow. 
It's my I'm boy. sure he's going to have a lot to say. Oh, man, yeah. And we want Dennis Pitta to get healthy and play. That's still up in the air. We'll ask him about that as well. Do you know what segment he's coming on? I'm going to put that in my uh, reminder. Uh, either the B or the C block. Sorry, we I don't we wanna... label the segments by A, B, C, D, E. I don't want to listen segments. to you guys the whole show. I just want to listen to Dennis. So huh? put it in my phone right now. B or C. All right, C. let's awkwardly move on quickly. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shouts brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help from you need to watch DexterLaw.com. Listen, this lady's been getting it a lot. BYU's All-American Canadian Alexa Gray. Three-peat on West Coast Conference Player of the Week. She's been dominating, peaking at the very end of her BYU career. Final regular season game for Alexa Gray and the Cougars tonight. BYU wins. They win the outright title, as mentioned, 9 Eastern on that. And then uh, I believe next weekend is the NCAA tournament. Nice. So that's, that's coming up quick. If you could have a player back next year from this year's BYU football team, who would it be? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Tajlin19, Tyler Hawes. Hashtag, you didn't say football. We didn't. She's right. Ooh, that's the real curveball. That's like a knuckleball. Yeah, that is. BYU versus Mississippi Valley State, by the way. That's where Jerry Rice went. Coming up Wednesday. Mississippi Valley State. Mississippi Valley State. Thank you. Uh, The Delta Devils, I believe, is the mascot. I wonder if they have a Walmart. Probably. At Hobo Cita, I'd rather see (laughs) Jamal play all 15 games next year. Hashtag Blue Goggle Alert. The 15 games part. The 15. That includes the college football playoffs. See what Ooh, they did there? We love it. See what they did there? Yeah, I, I, I see it, yeah. At Talk to Boyd, we want you back, Taysom Hill. Don't listen to the media hype. Mangum can still crush it later. That's my opinion. Or you could just come in as a wildcat. That's not going to happen. The elite tweet of the day. <laughs> at Graham Orm. Can we get Tay Bronson Hill Fusi? I want that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That is the elite tweet that's for a, a reason. Creative, that's a creative player right there. Tay Bronson Hill Fusi. Tay Bronson, Tay Hill Kafusi. Is that a good one? <laughs> Thanks <laughs> to John Beck and Coach Gordon Eakin and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. The show's on demand on BYUSN.com, the audio, audio podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Jeff Holtry. BYU Sports Nation back at it noon Eastern tomorrow. But coming up next... Women's basketball versus Utah State.